Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just joining us and you're catching us live on the radio, we appreciate you listening. If you want to hear this entire show or any of our shows in their entirety, commercial-free, thanks to our sponsors, you can go to soundcloud.com and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You go to iTunes and do the same thing. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a review and say, hey, thanks, we enjoy the show. That would be helpful and, and we'd be very appreciative. We're talking today with Tim Hartledge about caring for the poor and what does that look like in everyday life. So, Tim, we're we got we we when I think of this whole topic, I'm I'm just thinking of guys that I know that maybe where we we go, the poor have not been really on my radar much, uh, maybe very little, um, maybe not at all. What? But they're listening and go, okay, what? Okay, Tim, what? Where do I start? What do I? What do I do? How do I get to become more and more so that when Jesus comes again, He says, "Hey, welcome into my kingdom. You did feed me when I was hungry. You did give me a glass of water when I was thirsty. You did help me clothe me when I needed clothes. Where do I start?" Yeah, and you know, the and I guess that was my question: is how can it be a you know, I wanted to be an advocate for the poor. And, and how did I fit in? Again, God entered, entered me into Haiti through a radio station. And I went to Haiti. I saw the front line. Uh, I didn't build houses. I didn't plant fruit trees. My, my thing was do the assessment and come back on the radio and tell people what's going on down there to help the pastor that's down there on the front line. The pastor answers to somebody else that used to be the pastor, that used to be the poor, that used to be on the front line. That person answers to somebody else that answers to the radio division who used to be, you know, you get where I'm going, used to be. So when, you know, to be an advocate for the poor, when I went into Lake Dreamland, I mean, I grew up there uh, and I, I hung out in other areas that were poor. So when I went back in 2010, it went straight down to the front lines, go in like you're coming out. Now I'm more in a row as a, I'm still there, but I have duplicated myself. And there, it's a training ground, so there's other people there. So discipleship came into play there. So it's just, you know, spiritual war is, is the same way as a, a physical war. You know, you got the generals, and, and there's somebody on the front line, they're radioing. What do they need? Hey, we're down here, and this is happening. And wait a minute, that's not how we planned this war. You're supposed to—no, it doesn't happen that way. On spiritual war, it doesn't either. And when you're dealing with the poor, every day changes. It's the toughest thing for me to do is a business plan for people. Because it, it's triage every day. Mm. It's triage. This morning, you know, before I came in here, I'm at the bus stops picking up needles. I'm directing people don't go there because we have a ditch where kid, kids are picking up needles and throwing them at each other, and they're heroin needles. And so, you know, I'm, I'm calling the school and saying, hey, we're going to reroute this bus. You know, I mean, I'm the general. I'm, I'm playing the game of rerouting things. Have the police there. Have the fire department there picking up needles. So where are you in that part? How do you get to the front line to be on the front line, to work on the front line of the poor, or to witness it and then go back and tell others. There was a you know a guy that came down, did a, a tour with us uh, a couple weeks ago, and I took him in to one of our areas. It was it was um, called River Oaks and Riverside and Lake Dreamland area, and we just I just drove him through real quick, and man, we weren't there for an hour and a half. And if I would have told him to get out of the car, it would have freaked him out. And I could sense it. And I wasn't going to mess with him. We did. We pulled up to some people and talked to him and, you know, heard, you know, hey, what's going on today? And they're telling me all this. And he's like, I can't believe what just came out of her mouth. 
I can't believe what is happening down here. And I'm like, you know, why are you so cool about it? I said, because I'm teaching them how to deal with conflict in the midst of their culture. Did you pray about it? That's what I told her. Did you pray about it? No. I said, well, go pray about it. Let's see what God can do. I'll get. I'll be back later. I got to go drop this guy off because if I got out of the car, I never got back in it. Mm. And so we go back, and this guy says, "What can I do? Help you? How can I help you do what you do better?" I said, "I got this dude named Scotty, man, and now he's down here on the front line, and we're going to be feeding these kids, and and we need sloppy joes and hot dogs, and we need some fruits, and for the park." And he said, "Done. I'll go shopping, or I'll write you a check right now." And I said, "Hey, let's pray about it first, and let's see what God wants you to do." Well, he ended up with the team down there serving the food. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd never see this guy again. I've scared him off before because sometimes they see too much. You see a guy walking down the road with an AR-15, it'll freak you out. you know. And then he turns to shoot towards Indiana because that's where they shoot towards. <laughs> Boom, because there was a crow flying in the air. You know, I mean, I'm not talking about a shotgun. I'm talking about an assault rifle. And, you know, and it freaked him out. And he said, you love those kids. I said, well, God has called us to love those kids. He goes, all right, are we safe? I said, you with me, you're safe. He said, we want to come in and feed the kids. Now, something's going to happen now because he just duplicated himself because now there's five mm-hmm. people down there serving and they're watching and seeing and they're loving on him. Something big's going to come out of that. So, so uh, I mean, for this guy, it was just, he, he just needed to see. He needed to see because he didn't believe. He was, he was doubting Thomas. I hear what you say, but there's no way that's really like that. Oh, I, I, I grew up in the area around naval ordnance. I know what the poor was. I know what danger is. I've been... I said, you, you, you do a flyover 10,000 feet. Get down, in the, get down in the Hummer with me and let's go. Get down in the, in the Jeep with me. Let me take you in the front line. You can look at it from the sky and see what it looks like, but when you're in it, you smell it and you hear it and you taste it, it's different. Mm. I can describe Haiti all I want. Till you go there, it'll drop you to your knees if you go to City Soleil, I promise you. Some of these areas I'm talking about, if you're not exposed to the a culture of the poor, it will freak you out. Okay, so Tim, I, I, I'm listening now to you tell this story, and how do okay? I've never been down to Lake Dreamland. Mm-hmm. What what do I need to do? Pray about how you want to be involved. So so Lord, yep. direct me. Guide yep. me, show me. I want to. I want to have a heart for the poor. Yeah. And, and the answer is 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 huge. You know, we've also we've got Southwest Family Ministries, we've got One City One Church, Southwest, because we're 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 coming in. We concentrate mostly at the south part of the West End, Rubber Town, going all the way along the river, all the way down to four hundred two seven two. So all the way down through Valley Station. That's where the poor that river collects a lot of the poor. So One City One Church is we. The answer is the church here. It's not an individual. It's the church. So pray for the churches to come together. Outside churches coming in to help, not to set up a, a you know a missionary church because all you're going to do is have people from the outside coming in and you're not going to you know go back. But it's it's connecting with the churches. You know uh, we have churches in the area. It's not just about Southwest Church that I pastor. It's about the churches. You know there could be a church that adopts a church. There could be somebody involved with prayer. I I need pastors. Uh, I've got three young pastors that have jobs that I, that want to be in there, but they can't afford to be in there because, I mean, their congregation is bringing in $178.16 on Sundays. So you, you can't get a pastor in there. We need frontline people. Mm. Uh, I need I need to be able to duplicate myself for frontline people. Now, that takes, that takes money. So there's people out there that can write checks. That's the easiest part. 
but God said money will never be an option. But it's it's prayer pouring into and saying, hey, I want to I want to make a difference. I want to come down and serve. Then you just watch what happens. God will tell you what you're not supposed to do, but He also will tell you what you do if you get out of the boat. You got there's got to be movement. But I just I, I don't like when people just say, okay, I'll just write checks and I'm done. No, get a get a feel for it because you're going to go back to your area because I'm telling you, the poor is there. The poor in spirit are around you. What are you going to start? I think maybe not physically poor, but you're right. you're saying those who who don't know the Lord, those who are yep. bankrupt spiritually. Yeah. Well, but there's there's poor. Every zip code has poor. I mean, we have area ministries in every zip code. And if you can come down here and see what Shively Area Ministries does ties in with us, you might be in St. Matthews or Linden or somewhere. There's a ministry in your area, in your backyard that needs your help. I'm not saying all Jefferson County needs to come help me. But let me teach you and show you something. You know, you want to do a nickel tour? Come down and do one. But I'll help you find the. There's poor amongst you. There's a need amongst you, too, of, of, of where your church needs to step up. And then as the church comes together, uh, I really believe revival will, will, will start. Uh, when the churches start coming together, just amazing things will happen. It's not about the poor in Lake Dreamland. God is using the poor in Lake Dreamland to help bring churches together, and I've seen it over the last seven years. I couldn't get radio station. I couldn't get churches together. Gospel concerts, I could bring church people <laughs> together, but not in a way that they're praying together. They're being entertained in a way together. The poor will bring the church together. Mm, it's neat to see. That is a beautiful thing. How it happens. It is. So, okay, so when I'm listening to you, number one, I just need to, I need to pray. Simply yeah. say, Lord, show me, guide me, help me and my family, help me and my friends mm-hmm. have, uh, have an understanding and an awareness of, of the poor. Then I begin to look, look within my church or within some local churches where I live, where is ministry happening to those who are less fortunate? Right. And, and then begin to say, okay, how do I fit into that? Yep. And as we've launched Valley Hope Center, which is now open, the Hope Center, that's what that is. It's the hope for the church. It's the hope for the church to bring them in to be a training ground to help do what we've been doing. Seven years we've been doing this, and God has shown us a lot. And that's what, you know, participating in the Hope Center, participating in classes, but getting a group to come down and just say, hey, let, let's just humble ourselves and say we really don't do well with the poor. We've got a couple that we send to Africa. We've got a couple that we do this, but then we feel good about ourselves. But what are we as individuals doing? And uh, it's, it's a lot to unwrap. <laughs> we're we're going um, to talk more about the Hope Center okay. and what is happening there and how folks can get plugged in. But we need to take a break. We'll take a break. And... If I'm listening to Tim and my brain is starting to become overwhelmed <laughs> with all of the, what am I not doing? What should mm-hmm. I be doing? Where do I begin? And I just think about a quote from Andy Stanley, who's a pastor in Georgia. He says, do for one what you would do for all. One person is worthy of helping transform a life or helping get into that person's life. So you don't have to, ch- you don't have to help everyone, but we need to help one. So we're going to take a break, come back, talk to Tim more about how we can do that effectively on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. 
If you're just joining us, we've missed three segments because we're in our fourth. <laughs> so we'd love for you to listen to those uh, last three segments. You can go to Facebook. You can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio and you'll find us. Click on it and listen to all of our shows commercial free. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Copper One, LNN Credit Union, and Bright Star. And so, um, man, I, if you've been listening these past few segments, you may feel a little bit like me. It's like, where do you begin? I got some areas in my life I can say, well, yeah, there and there. But are the poor part of your life and you don't know where to begin. And uh, we've talked uh, the past three segments about some bigger pictures and we're going to continue to talk about what's a good starting point for anybody. Tim, you talk about uh, the Valley Hope Center, the Hope Center down there in Valley Station. And what's going on there? Because you, you need some people to, to, to plug in. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the blessing of being on the radio, and you know, and I hosted a radio show, and then obviously I was on with, with, with you and, uh, and Kristen, and I got to get in front of a lot of people that did ministry in this town. And a lot of them didn't know about each other. I was in front of a lot of churches and interviewed, you know, Chad, you know, I interviewed so many churches mm. and they would tell me what they were doing. I realized I'd say, hey, you know, two blocks away, you get a church doing the same thing. The Hope Center is a connection of the churches and ministries together to help each other do what they do best. Uh, we don't make the plastic. We make it stronger. So the Hope Center does absolutely nothing but connecting people to help people, connecting churches to help it, to cause communication among churches and ministries. That is the hope for it, and that's what's happening. Right now, as soon as we put the sign up, Valley Hope Center, it's on Deering Road out in Valley Station. As soon as we put the sign up, uh, people saw hope, and they saw a cross in the H, and they started coming. Mm. They started coming. So we're going to be what the community needs us to be. Now, I often refer to it as the Hope Center because I believe there's going to be more. I think you've got a Valley Station Hope Center. We'll have other Hope Centers. And it's different than the ministry, you know, the area ministries. We have Shadow Area Ministries, St. Matthew Area Ministries, uh, Southwest Area Ministries. They're all over the place, too. But this is to do something that they don't do, and it's connecting. So when you come to the Hope Center, we had a lady that was, that was called in uh, a drug addictions. I connected her to a ministry. Now, at the Hope Center, we also do church service at noon on Sundays. So they, they got to get connected to a church. I think we've connected more people to other churches than we have to ourselves, And that's okay. Because, you know, uh, Valley View has a Celebrate Recovery. Life Church has a Celebrate Recovery. So I've been sending people to Celebrate Recovery inside of churches. But we should, Celebrate Recovery starts when they walk through that front door or knock on our door. A lot of them have been because of opiate uses. It's been from ODs. It's been parents or guardians that have somebody that's hooked on drugs. So we hook them up with the classes. But they got to have that safe place. Not, mm. and, 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 and our doors are open. You want, you want to go in that chapel and pray? The doors are open. Mm. I know that's odd because there's very few churches anywhere that you can go up and open it and go hit the altar and pray. Our chapel, it, you know, so, you know, if you, if you search, you know, Valley Hope Center, the little picture, profile picture, this says the chapel, because that's what we lead with. The chapel is out front. And for those that don't know, it's the old uh, uh, Our Lady Consolation campus on Deering Road. So that's where the Hope Center is. Because, it, because what you guys did, by, yep. by the grace and power of God, you, uh, the, the, the Catholic Church was up for sale, mm -hmm. and you guys bought it. Right. And you're in the process right now of renovating the whole the whole thing. Yes, sir. For for ministries yep. that are happening, uh, t talk about some some of the ministries that are ha happening at the center. Uh, we have addiction ministries that are going on. Okay, 
um, meetings that happen with that. So, you know, we, we've had people from uh, A Woman's Choice, Scarlet Hope, all of those ministries that we have, we thought that that was going to be the hub where we're going to be housing some ministries. And we have offices where they can come set up if the need is there. Uh, but the connection has been is sending them to the ministries, uh, women at the well, or whatever the ministry might be. So we want to know about the ministries and, and get around the help. town, around a, town, around town that want to help in that area. But the neat thing has been has been the pastors that have come in because they walk on that because there's not a church name on it. It just says the Hope Center, the chapel. Hey, what are you doing? I said, tell me what you do. And they'll come in and tell them. So we found out about food closets, dare to care in the area. All these places, so when they come in, we can send them. And we've also connected other churches uh, of doing things, because I had this one church that wanted to start a clothes closet, and I said, you know there's one literally a half a mile from you. Why don't you take your clothes and take to him and let him do that, and why don't you serve in a different way? Uh, well, we really want to do clothes. Then go over there and help him sort them, clean them, and do them. But let's work together on this. Introduce them to the pastor. We went out to lunch. Man, they hit it off. So now you got two churches, different denomination working together. I think it pleases God. <laughs> and then you see these Facebook posts of saying, hey, we're teaming up with this other church. And all of a sudden, they're not in competition anymore. I think, you know, I believe that God wants to break those barriers down and build new walls to crush the old ones. The church needs to come together. I wake up every morning worried about kids in the area. The second thing I worry about is the church. And I go to work to bring churches together. I, God has blessed me because when I was at the radio station, I wasn't a denomination. And then when I became a pastor of a church, pastors quit talking to me. It was, it was amazing because all of a sudden I said, don't worry, your people will not leave and come to Lake Dreamland. <laughs> You're not going to lose any people. Let me come talk to your church. Let's talk about church unity. And then that's when One City, One Church Southwest started of bringing pastors and churches together. We meet every month. So that's part of the Hope Center, what it's doing. The hope is for the church, the bride of Christ, loving the bride of Christ unconditionally. Tim, what you're talking about is uh, exactly what Jesus prayed in John chapter 17. Of all the things oh, that he, of amen. all the things that he could have prayed, he's praying for his disciples and for future believers. Of all the things he could pray for, he prayed for two things. He prayed for unity, unity, Come unity on. in the church. Yep. And number two, he prayed for protection from the enemy. Yep. And uh, that's that, that's what you're doing. You you oh, are yeah. you're providing a protection from the enemy by by your very presence. And, and the prayers and the ministry, and you're, you're, you're calling the church to come together. Yeah. Okay, so I, as I'm a, a listening to you, there's listeners out there are going, I, I want to bring my Sunday school, my, my small group, my, my life group, I, my connection. How do we do that? We, we want to come out and help you, Tim. How do we do that? Well, well get a hold of me. You can, you can you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a field guy. I'm a street guy. I'm not the greatest marketer in the world, but we do have, I mean, you can search Valley Hope Center on Facebook. Um, but go to the, go to the website. Um, it's SW, for Southwest, SWFamilyMinistries.com, and, and they can see a video there. But you can also contact us there. There's a phone number on there that you can call also. Uh, but it's SWFamilyMinistries.com. Yeah, and also uh, your Facebook page. Yes. A lot of people aren't hanging out on Facebook. Might, oh, as well yeah. look at, might as well look at something good. That's right. Where do they need to go? They uh, just search Valley Hope Center, uh, and, and they'll see it. Or they can put in the at sign, uh, uh, Hope Center Valley. That'll get you to it. Because there's two Valley Hope Center 
uh, Facebook pages. One is because the, the, the business partners that helped us buy the Hope Center, they do a rental thing. So you can do your weddings and things, and they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. So please rent it. We had a gym, a full-size gym. Uh, so they are, you know, Valley Hope, you know, at Valley Hope Center, but we are at the at sign Hope Center Valley. Uh, and ours, like I said, the profile picture just says the chapel on it with a, uh, uh, it's uh, like a, uh, a lighthouse. It right. looks like a lighthouse that says the chapel. Um, and then, uh, of course, they can always look me up, Tim Hartledge, Timothy Hartledge, on Facebook because there's too many Tim Hartledges. <laughs> So Timothy Hartledge. Timothy Hartledge. H-A-R-T-L-A-G-E. On Facebook. You know, Tim, uh, we just love what you're doing. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for following the call of God. And thank you for being an example, a model, and a light. Thanks for having me in this seat instead of your seat. I kind of like it over (laughs) here. Tim, we need to pray. Thanks for coming in. But would you pray for us, guys, that we would step up, we would care for the the, the poor, for those who are less fortunate, and we would be men who are salt of the earth, light of the world people, and are are engaged. Would Mm. you pray for us? Yes. Oh, Lord Jesus, and we call you Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Father, we just come to you today asking for um, to, to help us, to pull us away from the world and closer to you, Lord. Um, tug our hearts, Lord, uh, and let us feel that tug. Let the men that are listening today feel that tug. There's no greater man than a man that, that loves the Lord. No greater man than a man that shows his kids, his children, his wife, how to love on the poor, Lord. Just stir their hearts, Lord, in a way that only that you can, Lord. Let them receive this. I know we've talked about a lot today, and as Chad said, our minds are just just going crazy, Lord. There's so much, Lord, but just give us our 36 inches that's in front of us and show us the way, Lord. It's not a blinding light in our eyes. It's a light to a pathway. What's the next step, Lord? Let us take one step towards you, Father, and you do the rest, Lord. We trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm, amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Well, so guys, there you, there's, the, there's the challenge. And you know what? You may never step foot in Valley Station, and you may never go to Tim's uh, ministry. And I'm going to speak for Tim, and I, I can do that. I, I think pretty confidently. He's right there. He can punch me if not. You can go. You don't want to go to Tim's? Go somewhere else. Amen. Go downtown. Go next door. Uh, when Jesus said, when they asked Jesus, how do we pray? He says, this is how you pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be his name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Ask him what he wants you to do. Don't listen to Tim Harledge about what you should do. Don't listen to me and Kurt. You yeah. go to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? I will. I know confidently he will say, let's get our hands dirty. Let's go here. So, guys, we hope you will listen. We hope you will respond and not just shake your head and go, yeah, that's pretty good. Do something. Take a solid step. So, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Solid Steps Radio.